And those are today's talking points, and you are listening to By Any Means Necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sean Blackman, here of Jackie Lukeman, and as always, we're your guide for connecting the political, social, and economic movement shaping the world around us. By Any Means Necessary. And we're going to keep the movement moving on. As they say, we are now happy to be joined by Asa Winstonley, an investigative journalist and associate editor with the Electronic Intifada. Asa, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be with you again, Sean. Absolutely. And Asa, a Palestinian detainee, uh, Hisham Abu Hawash, uh, has ended his 141-day hunger strike after Israeli authorities have said that they will not renew his administrative uh, uh, detention disorder and uh, that he will be released in February. Now, you know, I feel like there's uh, a lot to say not only about uh, Hawash in his particular situation, but really what his protest really evidences about the plight of Palestinian uh, detainees in these Israeli institutions. And so I was hoping you could tell us more about him, uh, Asa, and also what is the sort of reality of a Palestinian detainees that would uh, push someone to this kind of a demonstration? Yeah, all really good points. I think that what this shows is that Palestinians in the West Bank especially uh, live under uh, what is a military dictatorship imposed by the Israeli army, by the Israeli military. They can be detained on the orders of, of the military. You know, there's no access to any form of uh, civilian government or rule of law, you know, as much as the the weaknesses of those are in any case in in a racist state like Israel anyway but for, as evidenced by you know the Palestinians in the 1948 territories who are not treated as equal citizens um but the Palestinians in the West Bank live under what is a military dictatorship i mean it's it's often called a military occupation which it you know it also is as well but really, this is a kind. To me, this is a kind of euphemism for a dictatorship. It's just a dictatorship of the military. They try. Well, Palestinians in the West Bank are tried under military courts. The uh, prosecution and the judge are both army officers. You know, and these military courts, which are only Palestinians in the West Bank are subjected to, Israeli the Israeli settlers who illegally, uh, under international law, illegally occupy the West Bank have access to the Israeli civilian courts. So this is just another example of the kind of endemic racism against the Palestinians. And uh, the, the, this particular detainee, Hissam Abu Hawash, as you said, it's a great victory for him that was just uh, announced uh, yesterday that his um, military, that his detention without trial would be uh, would be ended next month, and it's you know he's had to undergo this immense struggle, you know, of a hunger strike for 141 days, as you said. We've all seen the pictures of him on social media, um, you know, re- looking really emaciated after his long hunger strike, and the, it's a great victory for him. And you know, I'm sure he he suspended his hunger strike, and I'm sure um, he will continue to be vigilant to to. Um, ensure that the Israelis' commitment to release him next month will be 
um, observed and will be it will actually take place. And you know they have reneged on such promises in the past, but I think this is a, an important achievement. And the key thing to know about this is that he was held and he's still being held uh, under what the Israelis again euphemistically call administrative detention, which is imprisonment without charge or trial. Again, it's another example of the military dictatorship the Palestinians in the West Bank live under. And of the uh, four and a half thousand, more than four and a half thousand Palestinians in Israeli occupation prisons at the moment, as, as 2022 begins, Israel is holding 500 of them as administrative detainees. So not only have they not been convicted of anything in a court, even a military court, they haven't even been charged or received any kind of trial. And Hamash was one of them. And these mili- these administrative detention, so-called orders, can be there for six months initially, but they can be indefinitely reviewed on the orders of a judge, usually based on so-called secret evidence by the Israeli Shin Bet, the secret, secret police force, um, which rules so many different aspects of Palestinian life all over historic Palestine. Um, but I think this this is an, an ex- a great example of that, or a terrible example of that, of how many Palestinians are held in administrative detention in this way and have been for decades. You know, this is actually a law, an Israeli military law, which was lifted wholesale from the British military occupation, which ended in 1948 from the days of the British Empire. So, you know, we see the continuity of the Israeli settler colonial entity with the previous empires that went before it. Yeah, definitely, Asa. And, you know, not only is the Israeli government continuing with, you know, this, this uh, uh, you know, military dictatorship, uh, as, you know, you, uh, you correctly call it, and these illegal detentions of Palestinians, but they've even, uh, as they usually have done, responded with uh, just a uh, 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 ridiculous brutality against a uh, people who have protested in support of uh, you know Hawash. What what can you tell us about some of the uh, solidarity rallies and vigils and how people were uh, handled? How those solidarity uh, rallies and vigils were handled by uh, military forces? And if you think that public pressure will actually help. Uh, uh, Israel keep its word in releasing Hawash from detention? Yeah, all really good uh, points and questions, Jackie. I think that to answer the last question first, absolutely. I mean, I think the public pressure on the Israelis definitely makes a big difference. They try to give the impression that it doesn't and they don't care about it, but absolutely they have no choice but to be wary of such things. Um, the solidarity with Abu Hawash and other Palestinian prisoners is extended all over the world, you know, even on social media amongst um, activists that we all know, friends and comrades of all of ours, and, um, you know, just the, the journalism as well that we all do in, in um, trying to keep the issue of the Palestinian prisoners and the hunger strikers, saying the Hawash is not the only Palestinian who's been on hunger strike in recent months, and there's a long tradition of um, hunger strikes in the Palestinian movement as there are in many other liberation movements and freedom movements. Um, But I think absolutely the international pressure, the um, solidarity played a massive role. But I think most of all, it's uh, a tribute to the Palestinian prisoners movement itself within Israeli jails. 
um, and how they all work together across different political factions um, and coordinate with each other and stand in solidarity with each other. Um, many hunger strikes have been launched in, in the past in solidarity with other hunger strikers. And we see their names and their cases and their their struggle against the the brutal, really, um, prison conditions um, in Israeli dungeons, really, for Palestinians that uh, that they struggle against. And um, there is very severe repercussions against them, you know, and they they enforce collective punishment, for example, on other prisoners who try to um, demonstrate or strike in solidarity or to coordinate in any kind of way, really. Um, but um, it's it's really amazing how and inspirational to see how the Palestinian prisoners movement struggles and overcomes these kind of um, punishments and sanctions against them by the Israeli occupation authorities, um, because they always seem to find a way around them. They always seem to find new ways to reinvent and to struggle against these kind of repercussions. And, you know, a great example of that was just a few months ago with the six prisoners who tunneled out of the Gilboa prison, you know, supposed to be this maximum security Israeli prison, um, and they escaped from the prison and um, they were at large, you know, for... For I forget how long it was now, around about a week or so, they were caught at different times. But it just the escape itself was a great inspiration to the prisoners' movement as a whole, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like um, these examples you laid out, Asa, just prove the old adage true that uh, repression breeds resistance. And we see Palestinians throughout the history of uh, Israeli settler colonialism resisting just that um, at every level. And that sort of resistance this multifaceted uh, kinds of resistance is necessary because uh, the repression and the oppression and the exploitation is so brutal and and uh, filters down to really every aspect of life for the Palestinian people. And, you know, I know that you uh, recently republished a piece um, on your uh, Substack uh, from an article where you note that it's actually Palestinians of, of all faith that actually face persecutions by Israel, not just uh, uh, Palestinian Muslims. And I think that that's important to note. Not only from the standpoint of the Palestinians, but the fact that there are a, a lot of different groups within Israel that face a repression under the uh, uh, Zionist state. It, it, it's something that, you know, frankly, it, it can be aimed in almost any direction. And uh, I feel like it's important to sort of bring that up, Asa, just to help folks understand that, you know, um, uh, Israeli uh, occupation, it's not a narrow thing, but is pretty broad uh, given its character. Yeah, um, it, that I'm quite fond of that piece. It's a, it's a slightly old piece now that I reprinted uh, on my Substack over the holiday period, um, you know, so I can have some time off, essentially, <laughs> over the Christmas period. Um, but I'm fond of that piece from 2014 because it's a, it's a theme that I revisit, uh, I try and revisit over the years, and it's kind of relevant at Christmas time because of the issue of the Palestinian Christians. And it's, it's, it's a, to me, what I think it's something that's, can be quite important to emphasize in the West where we are subjected to the kind of um, brainwashing, I suppose, and misinformation against the Palestinians, that it's somehow um, a religious conflict, that it's um, some sort of zero-sum game of um, 
Muslims against Jews, for example, you know, and that's what it's all about. And that's not what it's about at all. You know, there's there is religious aspects to it in some ways. Um, uh, but what it essentially is, is a settler colonial occupation of an indigenous people who are being dispossessed. And those indigenous people are from all faiths and none. You know, yes, the majority of them are Muslims, but there's also a significant, uh, a significant minority of Palestinians historically and currently who are Palestinian Christians. I mean, it's logical if you think about it. Palestine was where Christianity was born, of course. Um, and, you know, so, it, and as you say, even um, the minority I mean, and we have to say they are a small minority within Israel itself of Jews who are anti-Zionists. They are also persecuted by by the Zionist state, by is by the state of Israel. You know, something that's quite undercover. The um, the religious anti-Zionists, for example, who refuse to serve in the Israeli military, very badly treated in in Israel. Um, so you know, I, I think this is something that's important to kind of emphasize in the West, I suppose, where we're subject to this kind of false image of the Palestinians. It's it's a liberation struggle, you know. In many ways, it's, it's very similar to the um, all the other liberation struggles that took place in places like Algeria, in South Africa, um, in Mozambique. And those kind of uh, successful liberation struggles, this, the Palestinian liberation struggle is really still ongoing from that era, you know. So I think this is something that's kind of... Uh, I like to try and bring out and to emphasize because I don't think it's reported on enough. Definitely. Well, we thank you so much, Asa, for joining us today. We're going to leave it there and move to a break here on By Any Means Necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. We'll be right back. So please stay with us. By Any Means Necessary. 